back to the Classy Chicks podcast. Today, I am so excited to record this episode. So I'm here with one of my good friends, Jess Meath. Jess, say hi. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and we're recording... Well, so actually, right now, we're recording in a car. We're in recording car. in <laughs> Jess's car together. Um, and we are at... So we're in Los Angeles for the Unite for Life event. Um run by live action the unite for life event is basically this huge pro-life festival that they have every year this is this is the second year in a row they've had it um and it's on this beautiful santa monica pier in california and it's so fun because jess and i live across across the country from each other and so we get to see each other one time a year basically so far until jess comes to florida And that's this weekend. So we've just, we just had a super fun day today. We spent, it's Sunday today and we spent the whole day. We went to church in the morning together. Then we went to the pier. We had coffee, all this stuff. And we were like, I've wanted to have Jess on the Classy Chicks podcast for a while because I think that she, Jess shares words of wisdom with me all the time on phone calls, on uh, talking, just talking to her, her social media posts, and I've never had her on this podcast, and so I was like, well, might as well do it now. Well, we weren't a podcast for your work. With the that is true. Life. So, right. Okay, okay. So, I lied. We <laughs> did record a podcast together for, we did a life chat episode mm-hmm. for my Illinois Right to Life job. But I haven't had her on Classy Chicks podcast, and a lot of the things that we talk about are things that we also talk about on the Classy Chicks podcast. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited to have Jess on, but we're going to start, as always, with our classy and trashy moments. So, um, Jess, did did you think of any classy or trashy moments? I guess um, classy moment was, speaking of the Unite for Life, um, it's a very, it's it's a pro-life event, you know, it's... It's advocating for the most vulnerable in our society, you know, the baby in the womb. But I, you know, being, I like to say that I'm whole life too. And that encompasses so much more than just life inside the womb. That's where respect and that's where we must start respecting and protecting life from the moment it begins. So it starts in the womb, but it doesn't end there. Santa Monica out here and just in California, there's a homelessness crisis. It is harrowing. Um, it's, I want to say it's probably the worst in the country. Um, so it was, I kept thinking I, in my, there was a pit in my stomach, you know, when I was at the Unite for Life on one side of the pier and I was thinking about all the homeless people who are marginalized in our society outside of the pier. Mm. So when I went outside just for, you know, I, what was I getting? I was getting chicken fingers and fries. (laughs) I was really hungry. Um, so I, I picked it, I, you know, I got my food and I sat on a bench and this woman named Tammy came up to me and she was like, can I, is it okay if I sit here on this bench? And I was like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Please come sit down. And the first thing she said to me was, you're the first person who acknowledged me today. You're the first person who actually didn't run away when I walked up to them. And I, and I sat with her on this bench for a good 30 minutes and, you know, I, didn't have I gave her you know the rest of my food and she appreciated that I gave her the money I could but more than that she told me it was me listening it was sitting with her acknowledging her not making her feel like an outcast and so that was I, I wouldn't say a classy moment it was oh it was, I think that was a very well thought <laughs> well, no, classy moment it was just... it was humbling and I wanted to mention that on this yeah. podcast that we and especially in today's gospel with you know 
um, Jesus healing the 10 lepers and the lepers were total outcasts in society. And even Savannah and I were listening to the homily um, and how we need to reach, you know, not just those with leprosy in today's society, but it extends to everyone who's marginalized, who feel like they're alone and just unseen and unnoticed. So I, I, you know, I thought it was an important moment to bring up. That, that is definitely, definitely an important moment. And it's, it really just is so obvious. I think last year when I came here, I was coming from Chicago and there's a large homelessness problem in Chicago as well. So I didn't notice it as much, but coming from Tampa, one of the cleanest cities in the U.S., one of the cities with really not much homelessness at all. Like I, it's, it's strange to see someone on the streets of Tampa um coming here it's just it's so sad you know and it's Jess and I were both talking about it you know it's like how like how do we make a difference in these people's lives because there's so many people but I Jess didn't tell me the story until just now and she definitely made a difference in that woman's life so that's definitely a classy moment much more well thought out than mine typically are because (laughs) my classy moment this week I would just have to say was Work, working the Unite for Life event, it was it was exhausting. And I mean, <laughs> Jess and I yeah. were we were considering whether or not we were going to do this podcast or not because I was falling asleep <laughs> in her car on the way to the airport. But but I think um, working the Unite for Life event, working with live action, it was just such a moment where I was like, there are so many good people in the pro-life movement there are so many people who do dedicate their lives Mm -hmm. to this and just seeing that all weekend long these people who are just tirelessly working we worked like 21 hours yesterday Mm -hmm. from like 5 a.m to like 2 a.m the next day i guess and it's like and it, it wasn't just me it's not like i was working right there were like 40 50 60 people at live action working their butts off to try to show the next generation that it is cool and it is wonderful it's beautiful to be pro-life so that was just a really beautiful thing to see um what about a trashy moment you have a trashy moment <laughs> i do i mean it happened at the unite for life i'm thinking it's not really trashy okay maybe but it was it was more embarrassing and funny i i like can't stop laughing about it but like, they had food trucks there, and I got some um, deep-fried Oreos. I love Oreos, oh, but they put, so like, good. so much chocolate sauce on it. And so, like, I'm eating these Oreos, right? And, like, <laughs> I don't find this out till later, but, like, I, I ate them, like, before the event was over, like, before I left. Like, I got them towards mm-hmm. the end of the night, but I was there at the festival for, like, an hour and a half after I ate these Oreos. And, um... Apparently, they were a lot messier than I thought. I was talking to a lot of people. I went back to my car, like, when I was leaving. I was adjusting my rearview mirror. There's chocolate all over my face. I'm like, wait, nobody told me for an hour and a half that I had chocolate all over my face? It was dark. It was dark towards the end. I know, but I I, I just laughed at myself, honestly. Like, I thought it was so funny. That, like, I'm having serious conversations with people about this very serious issue issue of abortion and all this time there's chocolate syrup all over my face that's what happens when you're at a festival i guess (laughs) i guess no that's that's a funny one um i didn't think about my trashy moment but i guess my trashy moment would be (coughs) that i don't know it it's hard i take a lot of like 48 hour trips and (laughs) it's difficult (laughs) because like 
I I didn't oh I know what my trashy moment is I didn't remember my any of my cosmetics so I didn't I didn't remember my cosmetic bag so like down to like I didn't have toothpaste I had to run out and buy toothpaste and I really only bought toothpaste and mascara but everything like I've been doing this facial routine I didn't have that <laughs> nothing so that was a little rough the first night I went to dinner I went to the live action team dinner I wore no makeup on my face so it was, it was rough but that's what happens when you travel a lot and when you travel for short periods of time sometimes you don't you don't have like a list like I don't make a list every time yeah. I go anywhere you yeah. know yeah so yeah. that was my trashy moment <laughs> <laughs> but now we're gonna get into um we're gonna we're gonna talk about a few topics and Jess came up for a name for this podcast that kind of relates to the topics that we're talking about so what's yeah. the name of this podcast Jess it's um breaking up with the stigmas and I'll and I I'll go into this more later in the podcast, but I'm fr- I'm not really fresh out of a breakup. It feels like it's fresh, um, but no, I've j- I've been through a messy breakup around seven months ago, and I've really you know my self esteem took a hit, um, being single took a hit, and it just made me think of you know the past seven months especially the stigmas that we have about single singleness and the stigmas around body image. Um, and so it made me think of we need to break up with these stigmas around singleness and um, body image. Yeah, no, I agree. And this is something that Jess and I talk almost about almost every time, time. that we're <laughs> almost every time we have a phone call. We talk about boys. We talk about we talk about it all, right? Yeah, boys, we really do. Yeah, we talk dating. about it all, but it's definitely. I think Jess and I have a very different experience with singleness. Yeah. But yeah. I, and I think it's both very valid, and I really want to talk about just kind of. Can you share a little bit of your story, yeah. and your and where you are right now with singleness? Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's so cool because I feel like Savannah and I really balance with each other on this. It's because she lives her she lives singleness so joyfully and finding the beauty in it, and it's such a nice balance and. I like to say like singleness for me has honestly just been really messy and and I'm totally learning to be open about sharing that because I met so many people that feel like they have to be happy or like they have to force being happy with their singleness that like they're upsetting God if they're not content or like that they just that there's just this stigma that being singleness that well, well being single is a curse I feel like our culture doesn't value it, but even in the Catholic and Christian subcultures too, I feel like it's seen as the um, inferior vocation, right? That, oh, definitely. And I mean, yeah. I, I find this all the time. Every event, every event I go to, I don't know if I told you about this, Jess, but there was this one event. I don't even remember. It was like two months ago. <laughs> I was speaking somewhere. It wasn't super huge, but the person who, um, who had me to speak, right? Yeah. We were talking and all this stuff, and then towards the end, he made this joke about like like oh like you did a great job but if you don't have two kids in four years did I tell you about that yeah yeah and it like so what was it like we were talk we talk about this all the time when we're on our phone calls because I it's such a nice balance because I normally am venting to Savannah about like my struggles with with my vocation right that I struggle with this breakup. I struggle with unwanted singleness. And it's just such that nice balance. And we, we were talking about it earlier. It's so interesting because I 
feel like you you tell me like just you tell me you like you show me that's okay like that it's messy and mm-hmm. then it's hard mm-hmm. and that I don't have to hide it right, 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 right but right. So, but then again it's like we don't have to be you know we don't have to force ourselves to be happy but it's also we don't have to be miserable and brooding either right, right? that right. it's just about finding that balance that we're called to bloom where we're planted and I just think it's so important that um we we don't have to be happy but it's what helps is understanding too right that like marriage and motherhood are blessings but they aren't the blessings Hmm. that you know singleness could be a season or it could be a vocation and if it's a season your life autumn your life does not become more beautiful or more significant once you have that ring on your finger or once you give birth to your first kid these are such beautiful moments and they're so precious and of course they're blessings and gifts but when we say that our life automatically just becomes better what are we telling people who don't have that mm-hmm. what kind yeah, of message so, is that sending no, and, I, yeah. I, and i agree with you i agree with you on that so tell us a little bit about like your your journey like where you're yeah. at right now yeah so i turned 27 in september and i know that um there's probably a lot of younger girls listening to this and i didn't have my first boyfriend i wasn't even asked out on my first date to be honest until i turned 26 And um, I used to be really embarrassed about sharing that with people. It used to make me really insecure. But I, that's like, I'm not afraid to share that anymore. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, I, you know, before, when I turned 25, especially when I hit my mid 20s, the marriage fever and the baby fever just really increased. And that's, you know, an age when, many you know many of you know my peers started to become engaged a lot of them were in serious relationships and so I felt alone because I I felt like the only single friend um and I really wanted to date um but it was hard I always felt even as young as middle school right when granted all the relationships were so short-lived but it was really hard you know as a teenager seeing everyone get asked out and to be honest too I didn't even have home. I had one homecoming date my freshman year, but for all other years and even my proms, I was never asked. So even for my senior prom, we had to have a date. I didn't get asked by a guy. I actually ended up asking one of my good friends who was an underclassman. And um, if if you're listening to this and you you have those fears or this has happened to you, your value is is not dependent on that, right? You're our value and our worth are not determined by how much we date or even if we date at all. It does not mean I used to tell myself all the time, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not, I'm not smart enough. I'm not blank enough. Or mm-hmm. I need to have this. I need to have that. I need to look like this. You know, what am I doing wrong? But I was asking the wrong question. Right. I wasn't asking the right, right. questions. And it is, you know, to be honest, I still don't know why. And I would always ask God, like, why, why, why? And I don't have those answers, and I don't think I ever will. But it, it is, the, I can tell you for, I, you know, you might not know the answers, but I can tell you this for sure. I know it is never because you are not enough. It is never because there is something wrong with you. There is something wrong when we think there's something wrong with being single. Wow. Yeah. No, that's, that's also, that's also true, Jess. So, Talk a little bit more about 
you know you say singleness is messy though right so you're yeah. talking about you're talking about how like obviously like we shouldn't we shouldn't think that we feel that we need to be a mother like we shouldn't feel that we need to have babies like it's it's totally fine not to be asked on dates all this stuff but but you also i mean that's the positive side of it what do you mean by the fact that it's messy yeah yeah messy in the way that i've been really wrestling with god and my unwanted singleness that i've been like job in the bible right asking all these questions like why god why or a big one <laughs> a big one that you know i struggle with and i still struggle with and i feel like every human being in at least in some way will wrestle with this too but in the case of you know unwanted singleness it's god i'll be happy if right mm-hmm. and you insert the situation and it's like god i'll be happy right. when I'm a mom when I'm pregnant, when I have a family. And um, so that's when it gets messy, right? Because you have to, I have to face a lot of that. I have to, you know, and when I turned 27, actually, um, and I posted about this on my social media, I'm not sure if the post is still there or not. I think it should be, but um, I opened up and I and I said, you know, in society we normalize celebrating our birthdays. But I had to, and I shared. I said I have to be raw and real. I'm I'm not like. Can we normalize feeling down on your birthday? Mm-hmm. You know, I really thought I'd be a wife and a mom by now. And when I turned 26, too, I was feeling the same way. Mm-hmm. And so my priest told me, just you have to grieve like what you thought you where you'd be. That's okay. You know, every, you know, it's, um, there was something on Instagram I saw. It's like, you have to be thankful, like for, um, oh, it's, uh, grieving, like grieving what you lost. Right. But then Mm. there's also like grieving what you never had or Mm. like things like that. So it was really refreshing for the priest to affirm me and validate me by saying, Just you don't have to pretend to celebrate, right? Like you're allowed to wrestle with God. And I feel like so many of us are afraid, are afraid of wrestling with God because we don't, we feel like we're failing or we're lacking faith. That it shows that we're not trusting God or that God will be upset with us or that God will be mad at us. And that is so far from the truth. I I really think how we grow in our faith is when we wrestle, right? Mm -hmm. When we're being stretched. And when, like, just thinking of physically wrestling with someone, that it requires a lot of strength. A lot of strength. Yes. And so that's, and when we apply that spiritually, it takes a lot of strength to wrestle with God. And that's something to admire. When you're, when you're, when you can tell God that you're upset, that that's what, that's when we really grow, is when we wrestle, is when our mm-hmm. spiritual muscles are pulled, probed, and stretched. And I can't think of any more, like, that only, that really, when that really happens is when we wrestle with God. Wow. No, and this is what, this is what I love about, <laughs> Jess, about you when you talk about singleness. Because it's never, you know, like you said, you, you, you were doing this for a while. I don't know if you still are, but you were starting your Instagram post with let's be raw and real. Right? Oh, I still do that. You still do yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. I, I was started I with that. And it's yeah. so, it's so cool because, you know, we, and I, I've talked about this on the podcast so many times we, and Jess and I have talked about this too. We see people's curated feeds and we see people's, uh, lives that look perfect quote-unquote perfect on the outside right and we don't know what's going on in the inside and I think 
Jess has just always been really good at being open about the fact that maybe she's not where she wants to be exactly in her life, but she's going to use this time to figure it out, like to talk to God, to pray about it, to figure out exactly where she's called. So I think that's, that's definitely, that's, it's so beautiful. And you know, there are a lot of girls, there are a lot of girls who are listening to this, who are in like, like high school, college age. And I've definitely gotten some DMs about like this just feeling of like, just like kind of like hopelessness and just like feeling like you're stuck, right? Because it's like, I can't get a boyfriend, right? Right. All I want to do is be married. Well, we have to remember that all, we shouldn't, we shouldn't just want to be married, right? Because we could be married, we could marry someone so terrible, right? And if we don't take time to discern that, that's going to end in just such a mess. So it's about discerning and about finding the right person, not just about getting married. And I, and I want to share with you guys too, you know, I just got out of my first relationship. It was, it, it was a short relationship, but I learned so much about myself and about God and, um, it was so beautiful and the relationship ended, unfortunately. Um, but I just want to really, really hammer this in is like, I'm not married yet, but I can speak from my experience of my first relationship. I was still, I had days where I was still lonely. Right. I had days where I still struggled. I, no, a relationship that's, will not that's cure so, that. That's right. so important. I feel like, especially yeah. for people especially when you haven't been in a relationship before, you have this idea in your head that if you, if only, like you were saying before, God, if you give me this, I'll be happy, you know? But if you keep, if you keep looking for the next thing, the next best thing that's going to happen, you're never going to be happy. You need to, there's, there's, there's these, all these quotes about this, but there's beauty in the now, right? There's beauty in living your life according to God's will with what you can do now and not looking for the next thing because it's never going to be what you think it is. It's like a sickness in our society, right? It's like if you're single, okay, when are you going to start dating? If you're dating, when are you going to get engaged? When are you going to get married? As soon as you're married, when are you going to have your baby? Or when you have your first baby, when's the second one, right? Right, When are you, so it's this constant, like nothing is ever, ever really enough. So, and it's, I've learned this so much too. It's some of my friends who are moms have told me too that in like they used to compare themselves and their states of life, especially, you know, when they were single, they would always look at their married friends. But now that they're married, there's like the comparison is a constant battle, right? Mm -hmm. That it's just something we're constantly having to be working on. And it really, you know, it's okay to be um, disappointed in your circumstances. But what really helps me stay grounded is like, Jess, like, and I don't mean, you know, to say this, you know, to make anyone feel hopeless, but it's just, a, it's a humbling reality, right? That it's something we're always going to be struggling with, that really nothing will ever really fulfill that. So understanding that when I'm married, yeah, I'm probably still going to bat if I'm called to marriage, that I'm probably still going to be battling comparison. So I really need to under, I really need to, you know, tackle this now and develop those muscles that are going to help me get through it in marriage or motherhood if that's if that's where I'm called. No, no, exactly. And I mean on the on the note of um of stereotypes and of stigmas, <laughs> right? We were walking down to the pier today and just just was saying something very interesting about body image that I guess I I hadn't really heard before because we're we're in this culture, right? of quote-unquote body positivity in one direction. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah. Well, so 
Um, you guys can't see what I'm wearing now, but, um, I think it, was this the first time you heard me open up about that? Yeah. We oh, never okay, talked about okay. that before. Never. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I'm, it's something I'm learning to be more open about, but for those of you who can't see me, I am very petite. I am five feet, 95 pounds. So I'm very small. I always grew up super tiny. I'm also just very tall. So whenever yeah. we have pictures <laughs> next to each other, it's just, it's funny because yeah. I was talking to my grandma the other day and she's also, she also is pretty tall and she was like, apparently all her bridesmaids were like so like not super short but just like a lot shorter than yeah. her and she was like that's funny savannah because i see that with a bunch of your friends that they're all just like so much shorter than you because yeah. you're so tall but anyway go ahead <laughs> yeah but um it's something i've struggled with growing up too um you know i you i actually used to have glasses and braces i had braces twice i had them since second grade i had a headpiece too because i had an underbite um but i always just struggled with my body image and i played a lot of sports and my size was always a constant thing i'm like she's so small and then in college um i went to penn state i graduated from penn state um but i worked as a personal trainer um and um a lot of people just assumed, right, that I'm so comfortable with my body that um, I didn't have struggles. And it's like, no, I absolutely or because I'm so I'm sorry to get sidetracked or because I'm so petite. Right. I will admit that I fit that mold of like when you think of the society's body and it's usually thin. Right. It's usually skinny. And I'm and I'm, I'm very petite, so I have that stature. The only thing that I don't have is I'm not tall, but also I don't fit the mold of being curvy. So that was always something that I struggled with growing up, and I still struggle with now. I think mm-hmm. we, we all struggle with self-confidence, but... We when, all, we all, yeah. you know, for anybody who yeah. thinks that their body is perfect, like something messed up no. with you because and, nobody's and body I want to reaffirm this too, that the models you might be comparing yourself to on social media, they are probably the most insecure, I will add, mm-hmm. that they, they probably struggle with it even more than we would think or even more than yourself because oh, they're yeah. constantly in that light. But I would always get oh my gosh, like, you're so small, like, you're so thin, you're so cute, you're so petite. And normally, when we think of body positivity, we think of people, you know, who have more meat on their bones. And um, maybe somebody who, you know, is plus size. And, and I think body positivity is so important to, to shed light on that, right, on all bodies. But we don't really focus on people who you know, maybe identify as being more slender or being more thin or being more petite. And, um, when I was a personal trainer, that was actually when I struggled with my body image the most. And most people didn't know that I would constantly, you know, I would be training male clients too. I had both, um, young men and young women in the college age. And it's especially when body image is a huge struggle. So For girls watching too, please remember that men struggle with this just as much as we do. Um, but I actually would have a lot of girls tell me, I just want to look like you, right? Because you're so petite, you're so thin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what many people didn't know is like, that was when I was really insecure. And I loved being a personal trainer. It was great to inspire healthy habits. But I, there was this darkness that people didn't see. It's the people I was training were struggling so heavily with body mm. image that it really wasn't about becoming healthier. It was about becoming skinnier or becoming more or the men becoming more muscular. And so 
it actually, it built up a lot of insecurity in me when people were like, you're so small, you're so cute. I wish yeah, I... Yeah, and they, they yeah. would think that they'd be complimenting you, right? Like, yeah. it, was, it was meant to be a compliment, but you didn't take it that way because no. people can be insecure both ways. Like, right, right. I, yeah. And it was my arms specifically um, that I actually, for a good chunk in college and even a few years after, I didn't even wear, like, I... I never I never revealed my arms right I wouldn't even wear all my dresses had sleeves I always wore long sleeves like if you look at my college photos it could be in the summer and I have a long sleeve shirt on Mm -hmm. um and I just it would make me uncomfortable just showing my arms I I think it also ties into a whole different podcast episode but with modesty right and how that's presented and Mm -hmm. how it can actually scare a lot of girls Mm -hmm. um just by how it's presented um So I think that was also a mix of it too, but I just, it made me uncomfortable and I know people meant well by it, but I would hide it. I would hide it because I was so uncomfortable and I faced all these insecurities just coming from the other side of being told you're so skinny, you're so small, like, and here's, here was a big one. I always got, do you eat? Oh, wow. And so it's like, whoa, like, or um like when we would eat like just you need to order this and order that like you need to be having yeah yeah. and no and you know now that you're talking about it you know I do I mean I'm nowhere near as petite as Jess is but I especially for a couple years in high school right there were people there people do make skinny people jokes right yeah and I feel like they honestly a lot of them do it like because like they're jealous of you you know and they they want to look like you like that that's what happens a lot of the times but but to us like if we're like we're we are eating fine you know what I mean all this Mm -hmm. stuff it's like how like what am I supposed to do about this like there's nothing I can do about this so I definitely think I definitely think it's a wake-up call for people to remember kind of that like there is this stigma that body positivity is only for people who are like overweight but the fact is we need to encourage those people just like just like being singleness isn't bad being skinny isn't bad right we can't you know god made meat on your bones yeah exactly god made us all so different i mean i think that's the whole that's a whole uh theme throughout this podcast god made us different and god made us to uh go through different stages of our lives at different times yeah for sure and i the body image one is so big too. And it's, um, you know, as a personal trainer, I really saw it all. And it was, it was really dark at times. Um, I was always told to, I actually had a lot of clients who didn't want to work with me because I was so small and they wanted me to be more muscular. I remember, um, guys especially refused to work with me because, you know, it was my body type just doesn't, I don't build muscle really well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it, yeah, there was a lot of men, th- a lot of men who didn't want to work with me or who I was always looked down upon too for my size. A lot of people thought I couldn't be a personal trainer because I'm so petite, but I proved them wrong. Right. I yeah, became certified. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I actually, I got employee of the month like wow, before. Yeah. So it was, it's just, yeah, body image is such a, it's, I know it's a sensitive issue. I know it's so sensitive and it's, you know, it's important to be healthy. It's important to take care of ourselves. Of course. Right? That God gave us our bodies and we need to nourish them. But I think we just need to be much more aware about how these issues impact us. And as girls, too, 
I think we need to remember that it affects our our brothers in Christ just as much as it does for us. I feel like that's also, that could be a topic for another podcast. Yeah, no, but, I was going to say, I'm going to need yeah. to have Jess on again to talk a little bit more about modesty and how, how that it impacts this whole situation of dating and body positivity and yeah. all that stuff because we've talked about modesty plenty yeah. of times on this podcast but I definitely would like to get your opinion but yeah Jess also one thing that I don't think I said at the beginning Jess talks a lot more about this on her socials. so Jess what are your social medias yes um my I'm really I love TikTok that's probably my favorite and I'm on Instagram too I've been more active on that um, my handle is joyful Jess catholic and I post, as Savannah said, I'm, I always, not all my posts, but most of them, I start off, let's be raw and real, right? So as soon as people see that, it's like, oh my gosh, she's, it's, she's probably going to be saying something that I can relate to, or she's right, going to be relating right, to us. Right. And I think that's missing in social media. I agree. So. I agree. And yeah, feel free to, you know, Jess talked about a lot today and we're, we're having, we're <laughs> running low on time. So we're having to end this podcast, but feel free to DM Jess and ask her any questions that you have about anything she said. She is, has a lot of wisdom to give, right, Jess? <laughs> yes. Yes. But real quick, I didn't finish off the story because I oh, ended up babbling. Oh, yeah. But um, where we were going with this. So I was always afraid to expose my oh, arms. Yes, 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 but I sure. had like, I was wearing a sweater initially today, but I had a tank top underneath it and it was hot. So I took it off and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, show- I'm showing my arms. But Savannah, I was taking pictures for Savannah for a culture of life and just, you know, for her to have for her social media. But she ended up taking some of me and I was like, oh my God, like it's the first time I'm really showing my arms. Yeah. But wow. like I felt, I was looking back at the photos. I'm like, for the first time, I feel like confident you enough. You feel confident? That's yeah. beautiful, Jess. I'm so glad to hear that. That's so, it's so beautiful and it's so like. Yeah, it's like we are all we are all children of God and we all are just so unique too. And I think once we realize that like, you know, I spent so much of my growing up year I mean, this is a topic for another conversation too, but like I'd see one person like like how their body looked and I'd try to make my I'd want my body to look like that. And it's yeah. like, no, you can't do that. That's we're so all healthy. different people. Yeah. We're all different people and we're not gonna look the same. That'd be dumb and that'd be yeah. weird if we all looked the and same. Here, and here's the really funny thing, a lot of celebrities especially, right? They get these surgeries and still they're critiqued, right? So it's like nothing exactly. ever exactly. it's never good enough. It's never good enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it's always good enough for God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, Jess, is there anything else you want to say? No, I, I think that's it. We covered a lot, and I'm we sorry covered if this a lot. We covered a lot. No, I mean that's that's what that's what this podcast is. You know, it's just it's a journal of thoughts and of people that I find inspiring in my life who I want to share their stories with you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Classy Chicks podcast with Jess and make sure to follow her at Joyful Jess Catholic and DM her with any questions. See you next week.